Hello and welcome to the Fulton Yards Betting Podcast. We are entering week 18, the final weekend of the season, probably. Uh, we Well, it is the final weekend. Probably, Possibly not the final games, although it is looking likely that the league will end this weekend. And no matter what now, with the information coming out today about the Bills and Bengals games probably not being replayed after the, the horrible events of Monday night, um, which I believe is the correct decision. It's just what they do with the solution now is uh, what we need to figure out. Um, but I'm joined by Liam, by Callum and by Jack to discuss quickly those events and the permutations for either the coming week or for the playoffs and uh, to go over week 18 of the season. Uh, Liam, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Not bad. I'm looking forward to getting back to some sport this weekend to try and get over what's been a bit of a dodgy week for NFL fans. Uh, and obviously my team's the first team, so it's going to be weird seeing players take a snap again and seeing how they mm. take it and if it feels normal or if it feels weird. But um, yeah, hopefully they can do something to honour DeMar Hamlin on Saturday. Uh, and then hopefully we get some more news. I know Callum mentioned before the pod that they're going to announce something soon and all the other news about him seems... I wouldn't say like positive, but becoming more positive than it was a few days ago. So um, pray that he uh, has a speedy recovery and we get some more good news before Saturday kicks off. Yeah, the Bills put out a statement a couple hours ago saying that it seems like there's no brain um, brain issues, which is fantastic news because obviously losing, well, losing blood flow and losing oxygen to the brain for that long could have been a serious issue. So fingers crossed, we'll, as Callum said, we'll get one in... Approximately now should be an announcement coming out, so I'm sure we'll all keep our eyes on phones for that one. Uh, Callum, how are you doing? Yeah, all good in, in general. I mean, yes, the, whatever day it was, I've lost track now. Monday, obviously Monday Night Football. Monday was a strange day. I was I was fortunate enough to be in attendance at the Cotton Bowl here in Dallas uh, between USC and Tulane. Had an amazing day, you know, covering the sport that we all love. And then you get home and while I'm typing up my recap, the DeMar incident happens and then all of a sudden you... You don't want to think about football. You don't want to talk about football. You don't want to write about football anymore. It was um, harrowing, to say the least. Uh, I had exact flashbacks to Christian Eriksen in the Euros, um, whatever, whatever that was, a couple, couple of summers ago. Um, you know, just just horrific and, you know, miracle. Obviously, different game, but it's a miracle that Christian Eriksen's made the recovery he has. And, you know, we can only hope and pray that Damar Hamlin does as well. Uh, like we said, we're going to get some updates here, so I'll try and feed those through when they come through. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a weird time to to be an NFL fan. I think it's so often now with everything concussion, you hear constantly people talk about you know is this sport going to last in the long term? Are they going to have to make serious changes to it? And I think both both can be true that we all love this game and want it to be continued to be played. But equally, uh, we don't want to see people in serious medical conditions on on the field. Obviously, what happened on Monday appears to have been just a freak accident. Um, a very routine play and you know I think we should also send up you know thoughts to T Higgins who's obviously been through a lot this week uh, following that situation mm-hmm. um, but yeah hopefully we can we can find ways to make sure this is not a, a common occurrence and it does appear at least right now to have been just a, a one in a million shot so likely to be thinking that we're heading in towards such a pivotal week 18 for so many teams um, and, it's, and it's difficult because it should be really exciting because there's so much still to play for um, and yeah this this very understandable cloud makes everything uh, put into perspective, I guess. So, fingers crossed it's good news on DeMar and we can find a way to season as well. Yeah, it's been um, 
It's been a very strange week, as you say. I, I think me, Jack Adley, and we're all up at 1am yeah. uh, trying to watch that game and uh, just trying to get through the first half. And uh, then we think we probably all, would have all headed to bed. But I, I know me personally, I was up until about half three. I can, just couldn't sleep, just couldn't turn my mind off because just thinking about everything and keep an eye on Twitter. Um, a guy that um, my editor, actually, for one of the sites I do work for, he's and a hockey fan. He mentioned uh, Chris Pronger for 1998. He got hit in the chest by a puck and collapsed on the ice, and he went on to be a Hall of Fame player. So, the, you can get good recoveries from it all, as um, as you alluded to. Ericsson's obviously gone on and played in the World Cup, so fingers crossed we'll have similar for Demar. But um, yeah, very very worrying. Um, Jack, how are you? Yeah, uh, good. Now looking forward to a good weekend of NFL football. But uh, yeah, I, as you said, I set up at Monday night. Um, I suppose the fact it was a prime time game and it's obviously two of the best teams in the NFL. Everyone's seen it. If it was one of them games, you know, a six o'clock slate game, it might have got. Might, maybe not as many people would have seen it straight away. But um, yeah, it was probably one of the most disturbing things I've seen. Uh, watching live sports, especially when you see the likes of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, you kind of think of them as kind of superheroes. You see them crying on the sideline and you see the presenters not really know what to say or anything, constantly going for breaks. You have to go on Twitter. Like I was literally refreshing my Twitter, I'd say every three seconds trying to see what was happening. Um, yeah, look, obviously the news coming out now seems to be all positive. There's been nothing. Look, I suppose people are probably assuming the worst when when, uh, when it happened. But um, look, it looks like it's hopefully stepped in the right way anyway and hopefully makes for recovery. Yeah, I, I felt like the coaches uh, dealt with it fantastically as well. Obviously, with everything that went on, the the interaction between those two uh, was impressive. I think it's probably a good thing that they were two of the young coaches and they are both players' coaches as well. So they never had any thought of restarting the game. And uh, McDermott, or sorry, Zach Taylor's come out and said that McDermott's first thing he said with him was, I can't coach this game, I need to be at the hospital. And fortunately, that occurred in the end. And they were both able to do what they want. It seems like the players supported each other really well on both sides and um, everything that I've read so far has been positive. Obviously, the Bengals and Bills have got a pretty good relationship from a few years back when the Bengals got them into the playoffs and the donation drive for Andy Dalton's charity at that time. And there's been various other interactions, obviously, with this one, Damar Havlin. His charity now is up to well, over $6 million, which is amazing. It shows that something can, something good can eventually come out of social media when things like this happen. So um, there is a tweet about the charity on my Twitter. I know I've retweeted it. I don't know if the full 10 yards group have, but um, if you do want to donate, there's a GoFundMe on there, which as I say is now at 6 million, which is a little bit over the two and a half thousand that he um, originally <laughs> wanted, which uh, should do a hell, hell of a lot of good to uh, people uh, for his toy drive, which is what it was originally for. Um, so that is looking back. We will now talk about some of the more exciting, more positive news. Uh, um, and looking to week 18, obviously a lot of permutations, a lot of uh, crunching the numbers. And I mean, we don't even know what's going to happen with the playoffs at the moment, but we're just going to assume it will be the standard seven teams. There has been rumours from uh, um, clowns on the internet who uh, think <laughs> that it could be a possibly eight teams. But the people who reported that do make up a lot of stuff. So who knows? We, um, we will see in the coming days. And uh, we're just going to assume that it will be seven teams. The standard kind of playoffs set up and uh, we'll go from there um so without any further ado we will go to callum first because i know that liam wants to hold his back <laughs> uh, well player. yeah i yeah um i basically love chaos to be completely frank uh, obviously <laughs> my own team has put me through chaos in the last five weeks um in in, in a very sad way but really with the way that 
the schedule is set up. This um, what we really need is is Sunday night football to be a win and get in game. Uh, obviously, we've kind of talked about some of these potential changes, maybe making the playoffs uh, eight teams on either side, which would obviously help uh, a couple of teams sneak in. But if you're going to have the Green Bay Packers against the Detroit Lions in prime time as a win and in, let's make sure it actually win and get in game. And in order to do that, we need the Seattle Seahawks to lose. I'm sorry. So I'm going to trust my boy Baker Mayfield, who loves a bit of chaos himself. And I think Baker Mayfield in the former number one overall draft pick club We'll be getting text messages from Jared Goff all week, hyping him up, saying, <laughs> come on, Bake, you can do this. Detroit deserves a playoff run. As great as the Geno Smith story has been, it's not as good as the Detroit Lions story. Dan Campbell and the Lions have turned it around. And the fact that Liam just nodded when I said it's not been as good as the Lions is a victory for me for this entire season regardless. So I just want I want the Lions and the Packers, what happens? I just want that to be fully available as a winning game in game. So let's have the Rams beat the Seahawks. I'm not going to go money line because it's not what we do, but let's say Rams plus six mm. at the very least Baker will keep it close and will, um, you know, he's playing for his career at the same time. You know, he, he may, he may work for the Rams, but what he's shown in the past few weeks with the Rams is more than he showed all season uh, with Carolina. So as a longtime Baker Mayfield fan, I'm hoping that he continues to do it and let's set up, Hopefully, as dramatic a week 18 finale as we had last year in the infamous game that should have been a tie that somehow wasn't a tie. So, Rams, <laughs> yeah, no disagreements here. Um, I actually like the Rams plus six as well. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield he kind of thrives in these situations, as you said. Uh, he's fighting for his career. Look, and um, he got into the he got in with the Rams. I wouldn't actually be surprised if he stays with the Rams again, maybe backs up Stafford. Some rumours he's retired. I know he probably won't, but I wouldn't be surprised after maybe another year or two, he uh, packs it in. Um, and Mayfield, you know, he, he can't get really much of a better situation than be uh, there for the Rams. Um, I really, really, really want the Rams to win as well because I want that Lions-Packers game on Sunday night to be good. Like, I know they're all divisional matchups and I know, look, I suppose the Lions still want to beat the Packers, but they won't really care as much knowing their season's over. Uh, that being said, the Rams and Seahawks don't exactly like each other either. So, yeah, like I probably will throw the Rams in. Money line, not plus six. That's probably what I'll go for. Yeah, it feels like a podcast group bet here. I want the Rams to win as well. Uh, the Lions are way more fun than all the options. I know last week we could have had, I think it was the Commanders. We're still in last weekend, potentially. Obviously, they're out of it now, but... All the other options, minus the Lions, are terrible for the playoffs for us as non-fans of those teams. So, um, yeah, I want the Lions in, which means I want the Rams to win. I think, in general, the Rams could win this game. Um, I think the Seahawks' defense has gotten really, really bad over the past four or five weeks. Um, and McVay will just want to scheme things up and just have a good last week of the season. Uh, Cam Akers looks back to kind of normal self, not quite as explosive, but... He looks like he's running uh, between the tackles pretty well. So, yeah, I'm going to go Rams plus six as well. I'm not quite as brave as Jack to go on the uh, money line. Yeah, just posted in the chat 11 to five for the Rams on the money line. And, I, yeah, I'm, there's no yeah. argument for me. Everything the guys have said, obviously, Baker playing for his career. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, DK Metcalf versus Jalen Ramsey again. They were they were having fun on the field last time. So that should be a nice matchup. Um, and, yeah, I, I, the Rams can win, um, whether they do or not. We had a big argument in um, another chat group. I mean, with uh, the 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 games being at different times and the unfair advantage on for the Packers, basically that they will know what they need to do. And but it's it's Dan Campbell. 
it, he's not the type of coach who's ever going to let up, I don't think. So I think they'll be going full pelt against the Packers anyway. So fingers crossed it'll be at least exciting. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed the Rams win this one and then it can be Lions winning it. Um, but we will see on Sunday night. And I know we're not happy with the Jags and Titans being on Saturday night instead of the Sunday night game, but it's the Jags and Titans. They, they've done them a favour by putting them in a primetime slot still, and there's no way they could have had that game as the closing game of the season. So I think Packers and Lions had to be. It was just a shame that they couldn't have put Rams and Seahawks kind of playing at the same time. It would have been nice for them to have both, but then it won't be primetime. Um, so uh, that is our thoughts on that game. Um, I think we're all on the Rams for that one. Um, Jack, what's your best bet? I'm going for something extra boring, uh, under 43 and a half points in the Vikings and Bears. I think it's kind of like a mutual understanding this game. The Vikings just want to win. I think they can still get the first seed or definitely the second seed anyway if they win. So they're still playing for something. The Bears starting Nathan Peterman. I think they basically just said, look, we're hoping that the Texans might beat the, the Colts and we can still get the first pick. Um, if the Vikings go up by maybe two scores or three in the second half, they'll just run the ball. They don't want to see any injuries. They want to be fully fresh for the playoffs. Bears are playing for nothing. Their defense is actually solid enough, but a Bears offense like Justin Fields, I just can't see 43 points happening. Um, I actually got on at 44 and a half points. Uh, I know it's not that much of a difference, but once Fields got <laughs> announced out, I thought it would drop down to maybe 39. So I'm still shocked it's actually at 44 or 43. So um, yeah, really boring pick, but the last the last uh, week of the NFL is very hard to pick handicap wise. So I'm just going to go for the unders in a boring game. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Just it's Peterman, isn't it, quarterback? So I just can't see the Bears scoring more than I don't know. Unless Kirky Boy chucks a pick six in the air, I can't see more than 13 points for them. So yeah, I, I agree. I think this is going to be under. Um, it's not going to be a pretty game to watch. I, this game is miserable. Um, so if there was ever a game in which, you know, you did want to bet the under, it's probably this one. Again, I think I've said before, I'm pretty much allergic to doing so. Uh, but this feels like a sensible decision, Jack, to be fair, based on this could very easily be 28-3 and no one would bat an eyelid, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it could be terrible. It's defensive scores that I think could uh, could shaft us on this one, but uh, obviously Nathan Peterman threw what was it five interceptions in one half, something crazy like that. So it's, it's a possibility, but it is the Vikings' defense. So um, if if the Vikings go on to lose this one, then um, I think we can uh, all owe an apology to Callum for the entire season and uh, the Ford Ford Watch rankings were uh, should be up there with um, with the Bible as some of the most trusted things ever. <laughs> <laughs> because it would be laughable if they uh, went on to lose to Nathan Peterman's uh, Bears. And the Bears are still in with a chance of the, one, uh, the pick, number one pick in the draft next year. So they need they want to lose, I'd imagine. Um, they're also without someone else. I can't remember who it was. Someone else went on um, IR, I think, this week for them as well. So they're losing even more talent. So yeah, under 43 seems like a sensible one for me. Um and I will go with an under as well for my best bet. That was uh, Browns and the Steelers. Uh, the Browns are two and a half points uh, underdogs and the total was 40. I'm going with under 40 on that one just because I don't think either offense is very good. They're both run heavy and they're both based on their defense. I was just trying to check around for games recently. And obviously last week, the Browns, uh, 24-10, so 34 points. 17-10, week before, 13-3, 23-10. All of these are with... To Sean Watson and 41 points against Houston, which was the crazy 
defensive touchdown game. So since Deshaun Watson's come in, they've only scored 41 points as a maximum, and the Steelers are fairly similar. They are heavily defense-based, obviously. 29 points, it was 16-13, I think, last week against the Ravens. Um, they are getting things together. Kenny Pickett's looking a little bit better. He's obviously got a good connection with Firemouth, but they are heavily based on defense. And uh, I checked earlier, the Browns haven't won in 20 years in Pittsburgh. So as much wow. as I think the Browns will probably cover. Sorry, regular Wait, regular season. season. Regular, regular season. season. Yeah. Yep, sorry. <laughs> I, I saw the I saw the look. Yeah, they obviously won that playoff game against Big Ben, but um yeah, regular season <laughs> two thousand and three was uh, the last time they won in Pittsburgh. So um as much as I wanted to take the Browns getting the points, um that's what I want to happen, obviously, because I don't want the Steelers in the playoffs. Uh, I do prefer the under forty in this one. I was gonna say you nearly had Josh, the head of uh Full ten yards over there, sacking you for any uh, for getting that playoff game. That's the best game of his life. Um, yeah, I think this is probably. I think this is probably going to be an. That's gonna, probably going to be an under. Um, the Sean Watson's been terrible. I think last week was his best week, but still terrible. Um, the run game has definitely improved since the first week he was in. They were passing it far too much, whereas now they do seem to have got Chubb going again. Um, so I think this game will be quick because they'll run Najee a lot, they'll run Chubb a lot. So I think it will go under. And hopefully I don't have to listen to a broadcast again where the commentator says, oh, Kenny Pickett out here looking like Mahomes, like I heard last week. So um, I pray that I don't hear that again. But yeah, I like the under. Yeah, um, no arguments here at all. Uh, it's one of them probably tight AFC North games, divisional games. I think the two best sides in the field are the Browns defence and the Steelers defence. So unders has to be the play. Um yeah, Pickett's playing well. In fairness, I nearly had him rolled off after the season as being an absolute flop, even though he's a rookie. Um, but yeah, he's getting better and better. In fairness, I think the Steelers will win the game. Uh, but I, yeah, I expect a low score in the game, maybe something like seventeen ten. And as you said, Sean's been very poor since he came back. So yeah, no arguments here. Yeah, I mean, I think considering what we saw last Sunday with the Steelers and the Ravens, it would be hard not to think that this would be similar in terms of script, game flow, and scoreline, basically. Um, like you said, Adam Watson's been terrible, which I think has been enjoyable for most of us. Um, and really, you know, it, it's going to take him some time. We'll see if he ever manages to rediscover his pre-controversy form, shall we say. I, yeah, this is probably a stay away from me. Um, I, 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 again, I don't like betting the under, but I think it's a sensible, a sensible decision at this game. I, I, obviously, the Steelers have a lot more to play for, but the Browns' defense is, you know, no joke, and they will be out to try and uh, upset the apple cart. Though I do kind of fact that we've somehow, having said all year how bad the Steelers are, Tomlin's still going to escape with a winning record. I do love that. I'll be honest with you because I, yeah. I really do like my Tomlin. I know that's sacrilege to say yeah. around non-Steelers fans, but um, Tomlin's a fantastic coach, and I do not think it can be understated. The fact that two teams who are absolutely on paper but have Hall of Fame head coaches are both still alive in the playoff race in the Patriots and the Steelers because I don't think for one second you can look at those two rosters and tell me that they are playoff caliber rosters. They're not, um, especially on the offensive side. And yet here we are because Belichick and Tomlin are absolute wizards. So, Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Every week I preview the Patriots game and every week I'm like, how is this team winning games? I cannot take them to win this game. And then they have 37-yard pick sixes against backup quarterbacks and ridiculous stuff like that. And then the around the NFL podcast, they were saying, I think there's been seven 
pick sixes for the Patriots this year, which is just absurd. It's yeah. it's stuff that can't continue, but it does <laughs> this year at least. And uh, the same with the Steelers. The Steelers aren't they're not a playoff team, but again, as you say, uh, if Mike Tomlin may well come out with a nine and eight record and maintain that ridiculous run. And yeah, fair play to him. I don't like him. But um, fair play to him. I can't. I can't argue with results, and I give credit where it's due. He obviously knows what he's doing, and he gets to the best out of his players. Um, just before we go on to Liam's pick, there was the update. Um, Rappaport is reporting from Dr. Timothy Pritz of UC Health. He's made substantial improvement. It appears his neurological condition and function is intact. We are report. We are very proud to report that. Blah blah blah. Uh, this marks a really good turning point in the ongoing care. So. Fingers crossed. That sounds all very positive at the moment, and we'll hopefully continue to hear uh, good just, reports on Demar Hamlin. And um, hopefully, we're right. More, just one more thing on that that I just thought was kind of incredible that they there'd just been an update, which was Demar Hamlin's progress has included him getting to the point where he was alert enough to ask the doctors via written word who won the game, which yeah, I just sure. think is <laughs> insane. And apparently, the doctors said, "You, Demar, you won the game of life," which is. No, nice. you know, somewhat beautiful, but also just you know, incredible that he uh, that was his first thought, you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty amazing, and yeah, I, I, I would imagine that people will show him coverage of it all when he's uh, healthy enough to it, and it's just going to be it's going to be overwhelming for the for the young guy. It's going to be uh, yeah. pretty crazy, but um, yeah, fingers crossed. Everything sounds very positive for him, and uh, we will all be good. And uh, if the doctor did say that, then fair play. That's a, that's a hell of a response to come up with off the top of your head. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he, he definitely has, if uh, if this all uh, turns out all right in the end. Um, okay, sorry, back to our stuff. Um, Liam? Yeah, I'm going to go for, it's between this and another game, but I'm going to go for Jags minus six against the Titans. Uh, obviously, this is a must-win game. If they win the game, they win the division. Um, they can actually lose the game and still get in the playoffs via the wild card. But when you can win an in against Josh Dobbs at quarterback, I don't think you want to be leaving chance to to Sunday. So, um, yeah, this is Saturday night football. Everyone's going to be watching. Trevor Lawrence has had one of the best five-week stretches of any quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes this season. Um and I just think they're going to hammer them, to be honest. I think my worry my worry is that Vrabel and the defence, he rested all the starters last week. So I think the defence is going to be very good. They're going to be into it. But I just think when you've got that quarterback that you're going to be playing and you're going to put Malik on the bench, I just think personally they're not going to score enough points. And I think Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, who looked amazing last weekend, will be able to get it done. So yeah, I'm going to go Jags. I probably wouldn't touch the total, but yeah, Jags minus six is my best bet. Yeah, getting a bit worried. I'm uh, agreeing with everyone's bets here. It's probably the first time uh, this year that I have done that. Um, <laughs> look, I don't, I don't, I don't like backing against as I don't like backing against Rabel uh, as an underdog. But like Dobbs is, I'd say, of all the thirty-two quarterbacks, actually no, Peterman's worse this weekend. But uh, bear him, he's probably the worst quarterback starting. Uh, well, yeah, there and thereabouts. Um, uh, and legit- look. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Uh, as apparently he can run, so I don't know. But um, yeah, look, six is it's not even a touchdown. I can't see how the Titans are going to win this game. Um, that being said, it's probably one of them games now where I've wrote, wrote them off and they somehow managed to win by last minute field goal or something. But I think everyone kind of wants to see the Jags in the in the playoffs compared to the Titans. I think the Titans were the number one seed last year, probably one of the worst number one seeds uh, as far as I've started watching NFL anyway. So you might see something different. Um, 
yeah, look, no arguments here. Everyone wants to see Trevor Lawrence as opposed to is it? I think I think Tannehill is actually not even able to play next weekend, even if they get through. Is he? Yeah, yeah, I think he's done for the year. So look, everyone wants to see Lawrence in it. Um, I think the Jags should win. Look on paper, they're a double double digit better team than the Titans, especially with the way better quarterback. So yeah, no arguments here. Titans minus six. I think's a good bet. Hard to disagree. Um, Jags are clearly, for my money right now, the better team. I think a lot of that comes down to health and momentum. Um, but really, in this game, with everything on the line, you have to kind of think that Trevor Lawrence and, and ETN are going to be able to continue to put it together. Uh, it's, it feels silly, you know, going against the concept of, of Derek, obviously, but the, the Jaguars just seem to be scrappy enough right now. And, you know, I think something that is being overlooked, understandably, but Doug Peterson's done an incredible job this year. And in other seasons, I think you'd hear more buzz for him, potentially as coach of the year. Um, so I think the Jags are in really good shape for the future. of what happens in this game, the fact they can still lose and get in is probably good. And, you know, if, if we do end up with an eight, eight-team playoff, you may even see both of these teams in, depending on how um, the cookie crumbles. But in this particular game, I couldn't, I couldn't bet on, on, on Josh Dobbs. As coach as Ray Bell is, he's not yet at Belichick and Tomlin level, which has been shown by the Titans' you know, decline in the past few weeks. Um, no Tannehill is interesting. You wonder what the Titans are going to do in the future with Malik Willis. They really don't seem very enamored with him just yet. So, yeah, I, I think the Titans is, excuse me, I think the Jaguars play, and I, I fully expect them to win the game uh, and be in the playoffs as the four seed somehow. <laughs> I'll just add as well before Adam yeah. speaks from, from blasphemy as well, because Jack hates people that cash out. I cashed out on a loss for Jaguars winning the division five weeks ago. And I would have won 400 quid. So, RIP oh. to me there when it comes to that, mate, because that's probably my worst ever <laughs> cash out, that is. Yeah. Yeah, cash out is, uh, cash out is bad, but you got to do it sometimes. <laughs> and I'm sure that money was uh, probably blown on something else that you lost, but uh, <laughs> that's always my theory as well. If I cash out now, I can spend it on something else and then that goes and loses. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, that's harsh. I, I've got... I think Titans at one to two to win the division in a few accumulators. So I think I'm personally considering those dead at the moment because I just don't see it happening. But I mean, Derek Henry ran for over 100 yards in the first, well, near enough the first quarter um, against them in the first game. And then he ran for pretty much nothing else for the rest of the game. Um, so he can do it. And obviously he's fully healthy. He's been practicing all week. So you never know. It, weird things happen. And obviously they did rest everyone against the Cowboys. Um, Dobbs looked better than Willis, if if that's it's not really exactly giving him credit, but he, he looked. I was going to say mildly adequate, but I think that's pushing it as well. Uh, he he looked not dismal. Um, so if he can just hand the ball off to Henry, that's obviously what they want to do, and we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, Jags Jags should win, and they are the more exciting game, uh, the more exciting team, and if they get in the playoffs, then. I've just said in the um, in the chat, you got uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, um, and some other Lamar quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, hopefully Lamar Jackson. Hopefully not Tyler Huntley. Um, he should, in theory, be back for it. And then, and then the the lesser the lessers of uh, Mac Jones, Skylar Thompson <laughs> slash Teddy Bridgewater slash Tui Tua Tagovailoa. 
uh, Tonga Vailoa. Um, Kenny, uh, Kenny, Kenny Mahomes is going to be in there, isn't he? <laughs> and yeah, yes, Ken... possibly Kenneth Pickett. Uh, yeah, it's uh, fun times. But yeah, the top of the AFC is rather good. Um, right, talking of top of the AFC, let's go to the Saturday games. First up, as uh, Liam alluded to, is the Chiefs minus nine at the Raiders. A total of 52.5 after Jarrett Studham's... Uh, Amazing performance against one of the best defenses in the league last week. Although a lot of it depended on Devontae Adams, which is fair enough. Um, but stood him through the ball out there, and they nearly won. Obviously, should have, possibly could have gone for two at the end and uh, secured the win, but they didn't really need it. And their season was essentially over anyway. Uh, the Chiefs have managed to get it done all year. Um, they are, I think, four and I think it's four and twelve against the spread, or, or possibly six and eight, depending. Six and ten, sorry, depending when you got the line. So they're not covering the spreads because they always have inflated spreads. And they definitely haven't done recently. So if it was me, I'd be taking Raiders plus nine in this one. And probably under, just because it's a very high total. But yeah, Chiefs Chiefs win. They basically lock up the one seed, um, assuming that the Bengals-Bills game doesn't go ahead. Um, but yeah, should be a decent start to the weekend, at least. Yeah, I think... It's a bit weird this game going to be the first game up of it that's happened. I don't know how it's going to feel as a fan, but um, in terms of the spread, yeah, I wouldn't be betting the Chiefs. Andy Reid just constantly does not want to show anything. Like, we are running the most basic plays. He does this every year. And then in the playoffs, whoever we play in the first game will get everything that he's got and will probably <laughs> score a lot of points. That's what Andy Reid does. So I wouldn't be betting the nine. I probably wouldn't bet 52 and a half as well because the Raiders' second half. They just don't seem to score hardly any points. I know last week was a bit different, but uh, but they still, just second half of games, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I'll probably stay away from that. But the first half total, I think, is 27.5 on places. And I think I relatively like that because Chiefs often score touchdowns more than anyone on their first two drives. And the Raiders always play well in the first half. So I'll maybe go first half over, but uh, yeah, I'm not touching the spread. I'm just going to watch this as a, a fan probably get annoyed about some stupid special teams errors that the Chiefs make, get annoyed about some second down runs from Andy Reid, uh, and then see if we end up winning the uh, the one seat. But uh, yeah, there's rumours it could be an AFC neutral uh, site um, as one mm. of the options. So that would be interesting because that could be in a dome. So you could end up seeing some of the best quarterbacks in the world mm. in a dome in an AFC title game, which never happens. It's normally in cold weather. So um, that could be fun, but we'll see what happens on, on Saturday. Um, yeah, look, this is a strict stay away from me. Um, I expect the Chiefs should win this game handy enough. Um, the handicap at nine is just a bit too much for me. I could see the Chiefs going ahead by maybe 20 points in second half Raiders starting to claw it back. Um, maybe the last quarter, the Chiefs could be winning by so much that they end up just taking out maybe Mahomes or whatever for the last two or three drives. Um, look, it's always nice to watch Mahomes on a primetime game. There's no complaints here, but uh, this should be one-sided, so I'd be staying away from it. Yeah, not one I'm hugely interested in for many of the reasons that Jack's just kind of mentioned there. One thing I do think will be interesting is if we get clarity on what the state of the playoffs is going to be before this game kicks off, which I think we'll have to. I think they will have yeah. to make an announcement probably in the next 24 hours. Now that we seem to have positive Damar Hamlin, the NFL is going to have to decide what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. I assume we'll get confirmation today in America that the Bills-Bengals game is not going to be played. And therefore, it, it will be very interesting to see because obviously if that game is not played and the Bills are not awarded a win, which clearly they can't be, then the Chiefs may be able to get lead by winning this game, in which case I would probably lean towards uh, the Chiefs minus nine, correct? Um, but yeah. 
it's if they do the eight playoff thing and the game doesn't matter exactly exactly it, so it could change I, things. I I would maybe see I in my head from all of the explanations and thoughts we've had so far the eight playoff with the top two getting buys kind of feels like the most likely situation right uh, wait that wouldn't work would it top two getting buys or no one would get a buy yeah they've said no they're not sure what they're going to do it might be no one gets a buy so <laughs> then. It, see, that's the thing. If if the buy doesn't matter or the exist, then you probably take Raiders plus nine, right? Because then the Chiefs have nothing to play for. If 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 the one and two seed is a difference between playing against what Miami or Ravens. Tennessee or well, no, but they'll be they'll be six, right? The Ravens yeah, will be six. So if you're choosing between playing the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Jags, or the Titans. As a seven or eight seed, I just don't see that the Chiefs are that fussed about whichever of those yeah. they get, right? So then I think I think the I mean it's one of those things where we have to do this podcast on a Thursday just for sanity's sake. But um these lines may be completely different in 24 hours, like completely different mm-hmm. what, what the playoff picture is. So yeah, I'd probably stay away. Um, but I definitely think the Chiefs win this game regardless, as well as Jared Stidham played last week. Derek Carr, your time is up. But uh yeah, I just think the Chiefs are the better team. Uh, yeah, I think ideally for the league, the Chiefs need to win this one. Um, if they lose, then it adds a lot more complication to yeah, anything potentially. Because yeah. if the Bengals had beaten the Bills and then gone to beat the Ravens, they would have been the one seed if the Chiefs lose and et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a lot more complications. But as, as Callum said, we'll find out hopefully in a matter of hours. And um, at least there'll be some kind of... Uh, formality to it. And uh, we can figure it all out from there and get into Sunday without any any kind of thoughts about it all um so yeah uh, next up is the we obviously mentioned jackson titans uh next up i've got on a slate i don't even know if the game's actually been confirmed it's a six o'clock kickoff yet uh but ravens plus seven at the bengals total is 41.5 uh all the bookies have it as a six o'clock um but if it you is, go on the individual is. team sites i know yesterday it has, yeah I, I know yesterday i had it as tbd but um six o'clock i think was the presumed kickoff for it so um, we'll go with that, and you guys are saying it is, so we'll we'll stick with that. So I think it's probably Tyler Huntley again. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't train again on um, at the start of the week, so probably Tyler Huntley, which is why it's plus seven to the Ravens. Uh, the Bengals actually do defend Lamar Jackson all right nowadays. That's their, they built their team to do that, so they can cope with it. Um, it's going to be very, as, as Liam said, for first game of the weekend, it's going to be weird watching that, and it's going to be very tough, I'd imagine, for the Bengals players to go out at full speed, um, especially T. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they get him the ball early just to give him some contact. Um, fortunately, he hasn't taken too much um, on Twitter, apart from one idiot, um, Bart Starr, uh, not Bart, Bart Starr, Scott, Bart Scott, yeah. something, something like that. Some, some douche who was uh, saying it was his fault, which is bullshit, frankly. Um, fortunately, the, the DeMar Hamlin's family came out immediately and said, we don't put any blame on, on him. It was a football play. Um, but yeah, sorry, rambling a little bit again there just for... But it is going to be tough for the Bengals to go out, I would imagine. They're obviously at the same stadium. That happened just a few days ago. Um, and it's going to be an emotional game, I would imagine. But um, they are... I was going to say they're well-coached. Obviously, there's there's issues over Zach Taylor's coaching. But as a person and as a player's coach, I think the team love him. So they definitely respect him. They have full, full trust in everything he wants to do. And if he's telling them to do what he wants them to do, then great. And 
it's going to sound a bit a bit silly now, but the Bengals look great for that first 10 minutes. Um, they were marching down the field again for possibly another score. They Joe Burrow looked locked in, as he did against the Patriots uh, in previous weeks. And the defense hasn't allowed a first quarter touchdown, I think it said, for nine games. So they are obviously strong on both sides of the ball, and they should have more than enough to beat a stuttering Ravens team. Uh, the only issue is, obviously, the mental issues from last week and how much they go at it, and it's a divisional game. So those they're normally quite tight, but, I mean, the Bengals should cover the seven. I wouldn't be taking it, but that would be my lean on this one. Yeah, I think the first quarter, they're minus two as well. And I looked at that because the Ravens don't start oh, nice. games very, very well at all. So probably bet, maybe bet the first quarter if you think that they're going to be mentally okay. Obviously, the first quarter is probably the one that's most likely to be a bit weird for the players. Um, but if you think they can get over that, then I think the first quarter is probably a good bet. Uh, in general, I'll probably stay away just mentally, I think. I just for the, I don't know what the players are going to be like. Um, the Ravens' offense has been terrible, again, for weeks now. So I don't trust them. So in theory, the Bengals should probably hammer them. But when you've had a week like they've had, I just don't know how it's going to affect them, them, them mentally. Uh, obviously, they can still win the one seed. They can still win the two seed, three seed. So... Uh, there's quite a lot riding on the game for them. So I think they're going to win the game, but I'm probably just going to stay away. And uh, for once, I'll probably hope the Bengals win because also I feel so bad what happened to them on, on Monday night. Yeah, as he said, uh, I think I'll be staying away from this one as well. Like, it's just such a weird week. You know, like, you can't even put into words what the players have been going through the last couple of days. Um, look, it's a, it's an AFC North game. I always would lean towards the plus um, because they're always so tight, like, and they're such, they're such low-scoring games. But, um, yeah, look, it'll probably be an emotional game, especially at the start, and there'll probably be a lot of, you know, emotions on, on both sides of the field. So, look, I'll probably just stay away from it. But if I had to back something, it'd probably be the Ravens plus seven, but I expect the Bengals to still win the game. Um, but, yeah, I probably won't be putting a single bet on this game. Yeah, I, I'd probably lean Ravens. Evan just kind of the the AFC North games always seem to be close. I know the Bengals have got the talent to blow teams out, and they have done previously. But I just I just get this the vibe of AFC North is always appears to be you know a field goal game, and it's usually kicked by Justin Tucker. With all due respect, so um, let's see. I, I do think the Bengals will win the game, um, but I don't see this being a a blowout one way or another. Um, obviously, Tyler Huntley. It looks like he's going to be him again. When Lamar Jackson still injured. That changes a lot for the Ravens, to be frank. Um, but, you know, they have looked better since they got J.K. Dobbins back and, and had a bit more of a rushing threat. Um, but I think they are fortunate that they're in a situation where they've already won enough games, basically, before Lamar went down, just to kind of limp into the playoffs and hope they can get him healthy. Um, not one that I particularly want to watch, but I guess you will be seeing it based on, you know, the updates on DeMar Hamlin and just the, the state of the people in that stadium, basically. So, see, I, you know, again, cheering for the Bengals, respect for what they've been through, uh, but I think the Ravens will keep it close. Uh, yeah, and, and as, as you say, the importance of the game as well, um, with potentially AFC North on the line, potentially not, depending on on uh, what the league tends to do. Um, the Ravens have scored a maximum of 17 points with Huntley at quarterback. Uh, they've, they've actually won three of those games, though. So um, the under seems like a look. Um, but as, as you guys have said, Burrow and the Bengals have the potential to blow anyone out. Um, a game with nothing on the line now other than uh, wins for, I think, me and Callum. Uh, was uh, Panthers plus three and a half <laughs> at Saints. Total is 42.5. We both need the Saints to win eight games, which I'll admit, 
coming into last week, I didn't think was going to happen, but that win against the Eagles was fantastic. Uh, I got 80 to 1, and Callum got 66 to 1 on a various team's Zaka, which uh, that is the last leg. So uh, we are fingers crossed for the Saints this week. And they looked really good last week. They've, they've obviously got uh, Lattimore back on defense, which looked like it helped incredibly. Um, the Panthers got. It was a heartbreaker for them. They 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 were up by about twenty points at one point, and then conceded a ton of points in the fourth quarter. Again, quoting the around the NFL podcast, Tom Brady has thrown more touchdowns in the fourth quarter than the other three quarters combined, which is absurd. Against and he did that. He threw quite a few of them against the Panthers last week. So um, yeah, the Panthers have had their heartbreaker. They're coming into this one knowing that there's nothing on the line. The Saints seem to be playing hard still, and obviously um, Dennis Allen is playing for his job. So I think, I hope, the Saints will win. Um, and I've got nothing on the table. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd probably lean Panthers, to be honest, plus three and a half. And then Saints can have a field goal to win to win New Year. But uh, I just can't predict either of these two teams. So uh, as long as the Saints win by one point or more for you guys, then uh, I'll be happy. But if I was you, I'd probably be betting some on the Panthers to try and Hedge that. That's a fair bit, point. But, yeah, fair point, actually. Yeah, because I don't know how much money you've got on that, but if it's 80 to 1 and you've got a tenner on it, 800 quid, you could easily hedge that for 200 quid profit at least. Don't like, cash out. Like, yeah, don't cash out, just hedge. That's Jack's rules. Never cash out. I, but, if uh, I could have cashed yeah, out, I would have done months ago. <laughs> In terms of the game, um, yeah, I, I'd probably lean under on the total, but yeah, I'd probably stay away and just hope you guys win your bet. But uh, yeah, hedge, that'd be my advice, but that's just to you two or anyone else listening who's got the same bet. Uh, yeah, look, we need such big games this weekend. This is obviously one that I'd say might get five seconds on red zone, if it even does. <laughs> um means something to either team, really. Uh, could have meant something to me. I think I had a treble, uh, Jags, Vikings, and Saints all to win the division. Saints don't deserve to win the division. Look, they've, they've been terrible. Like, But uh, I thought the Panthers winning last weekend, um, up until the last maybe three or four, well, four or five minutes, whatever it was, that at least it would be an interesting last uh, last uh, week for, for these teams. But look, it was, means nothing to either of them. Uh, the Panthers seem to be an awful lot better since they sacked uh, Matt Rule. Like, they look competitive. Um, he seems to have lost the dressing room throughout the year. And since he got the sack, they look a lot better. And Sam Darnold's been decent as well. So, look, it's probably a stay away, but I wouldn't be against back in the Panthers plus three and a half. It's probably a 50-50 game. So, yeah, look, I'd probably lean towards the Panthers, but it's probably a no play from here. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm Team Saints all the way here for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> it would be a nice way to finish a season that has been wholly unpredictable and miserable as a result. Um <sighs> well yeah that's probably the sensible thing but you have to have like disposable income in order to be able to hedge and that's not necessarily something that is a situation for me right now so um i don't i i appreciate obviously what the hedge would do we'll see i, I i'm sure we'll find a way to figure that out if uh something happens between now and then um yeah i'll go saints minus 3.5 more out of hope than expectation and hope that sam Darnold against a uh a Saints defense that just held, uh, admittedly, a Gardner Minshew led, but an Eagles offense um, to 10 points. Hopefully, the Saints will be able to do the same against the Panthers. Yeah, fingers crossed for us. Uh, five to six, so Panthers plus three on um, Skybet at the moment. I, I only had a five on it, so it's still 400 quid. So I could uh, I could cash out, chuck on 100 on Panthers plus three and a half and hope for a middle and 
fingers crossed yeah. win both of them. I think I probably will do that on uh, Liam's advice. That does make a lot of sense to us. Um, another one with not a whole lot on the line is Texans plus two and a half at the Colts. Uh, total is just 38 points there. Uh, the Texans need to not win to secure the one seed. And the Colts, uh, I don't think they really care about anything. As I said earlier, they've got <laughs> Sam Ellinger at quarterback for them after Nick Foles was injured last week. I don't think it really matters. I won't spend any time on this game. Um, I would lean to the Colts minus two and a half just because Texans don't want to win. Yeah, I don't know. Under 38 probably would be my lean, but I'm probably going to stay away. The Colts actually probably want to lose this as well because you don't want the Texans to have the number one pick. If the Colts lose this, Texans could be number one. Uh, sorry, if the Colts lose this, Texans could be number two and the Colts could be the third pick or fourth pick. So, whereas if they win, they could be like the sixth pick and Texans could be the one. So, yeah, both teams want to lose. Jeff Saturday's pretty good at losing games, but I'd still, I'll probably just lean there. Uh, Lean on the under here and uh, probably not watch any of this game. On, even if it's on red zone, I'll look away. <laughs> so we're going for a nil-nil tie then? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Just loads of kneel downs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no arguments here. Look, it's the same as the last game. Two teams playing for nothing. As I said, I think the Texans would probably rather lose the game and so would the Colts. Uh, the most entertaining thing the Colts have done the last couple of weeks, Barrett blowing like it was a 33 nil lead, was Jeff Saturday and Thibodeau's beef they had today. Uh, Thibodeau <laughs> saying he didn't know who Saturday was is pretty funny considering he won, uh, won a Super Bowl and it's I think six, six Pro Bowl or something. But, yeah, Hall um, of Fame as well. <laughs> yeah, like, Barrett that though. Uh, like that's these two teams are just completely irrelevant. Like I probably won't even look at it for longer than three or four seconds, as you said, and I'd be staying away from it. Yeah, I'd, I'd lean Colts just because they're the better team and the Texans are clearly all in on making sure they get the number one overall pick. Um, but not something, you know, you might throw in a couple of here or there and just kind of hope it is successful in the background, but certainly not one that I would be betting anything significant on as a single because these two teams are miserable. Uh, I think Jeff Saturday is very fair to kind of get offended by Kayvon Tibbler saying that because, um, you know, let's be realistic. There's, there's no need. For, for that, but um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go with the Colts, but it's it's not a game that anyone's interested in. Mm, no, not at all. Uh, the early Sky game this week over in the UK is Patriots at the Bills. It's Patriots plus seven, uh, 42.5 is the total there. Uh, much like the Bengals game, we don't really know how the Bills players are going to take to the field, how well they're going to do with it. I would assume they'll be fine, and I would assume they'll want to win for DeMar Hamlin, so I think they're probably going to go out and do all they can to win and knock the Patriots out of the playoffs. Uh, the Bills have owned the Patriots in recent years, so I think uh, they probably will do. But again, it's it, there's just a lot of uh, variables in this one. Uh, the Patriots need to win. I I, uh, I think we kind of briefly discussed it before. But are the Patriots winning in, guys? Yeah, yeah. they win, they're in. So plenty of motivation for the Patriots, even though they don't deserve it at all. Uh, so for me, I want the Bills to win because the Patriots are not a fun team to watch and will let one of the other teams to fill out the bottom of the playoffs. Um, I think the Bills will win. Um, but as I say, lots of variables. So it's a firm stay away from me. Yeah, it's probably a stay away from me. I did debate Patriots plus seven just because of the situation. and The Patriots have seemed to be the team to do that. And yeah, I just think it's going to be them or the Steelers that somehow scrape the playoffs. But um, yeah, Bill should absolutely hammer them. But I just don't know how their how their heads are going to be. Obviously, Josh Allen looked really affected, and 
a lot of the game will ride on him. If he plays terribly, they just won't win. And no one, no one would begrudge him. If he had a terrible game, everyone would just say, well, of course he had a terrible game. He saw like the worst thing he's probably ever seen in his life like six mm-hmm. days ago. So, um, yeah, I'll probably stay away. I am not 100% sure this game would even happen, to be honest. I do wonder if they announced that it was a no contest and then they just know the Chiefs have to beat the Raiders. I do wonder if the Bills players would just be like, why don't we just have the bye this week and just mentally get over and we refuse to play and they take a forfeit. But um, we'll see. But yeah, overall, I'm just going to stay away from this game, Ben Wise. And if it happens, I'll just hope that the Bills win. Uh, yeah, look, this game's it's a big game for the Dolphins as well. They need uh, the Bills to do them a favour. Um, any other weekend, look, I'll be back in the Bills 27 against the Patriots. I know they bet the Dolphins last weekend, but like the Dolphins are probably the better team for most of the game with Teddy Ridgewater. And once you do that pick six, I suppose it's kind of an uphill battle from there. But the Pats aren't a good team; they're just they're not a good team at all. Um, as a Dolphins fan, I have a feeling that the Patriots are going to lose the game and then the Dolphins are also going to lose to just really rub it in. Um, but look, as I said, just because it's a different kind of weekend, I probably won't touch the plus seven, but I do think the Bills will win the game. Um, but then again, I probably won't back them until I know what the crack is with the Saturday night game because nobody knows what the Bills are even going to be playing for until until the Chiefs beat the Raiders. And we understand like what the, what the NFL say regarding what the number one seed is going to be like or whether it's going to be eight teams or whatever. So it's probably going to be a stay away from me until Sunday, whenever they the clear it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Bills no matter what, just out of blind hope, if not for anything else. Um, but yeah, I think depending on the situation, see the Bills rest some players if they know they're already settled and in um, and then there's not going to be a buy to play for regardless. I just think this Patriots team is one of the most charmed teams I've ever seen. You know, you're talking about the number of pick sixes. Fair, you know, fair enough. They have a great defense and good special teams and they play well. Um, but they are, you know, and the worst thing about it is really they're a freak effectively own goal away from actually having one more win because of that crazy Raiders player a couple yeah, weeks ago. They, sh- and then none they of should already be in the final. Yeah, which is insane because yeah, they- <laughs> they're so bad. They're not good. Their <laughs> offense is terrible. Mac Jones, the Pro Bowler last year, was a disgrace. I just hey, he won the Pro Bowl with oh, that run. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, and that gritty. I mean, I just can't, I can't stand the Patriots for very obvious reasons, um, but they just are bafflingly baffling that they are still where they are in this race um it up as you can probably tell and i just want them to lose um do it for damar buffalo please and yeah that just you could tell me the line was 14 and i'd still take the bills to be frank just because i refuse to support the patriots in any way in this situation i think with the news coming out about uh hamlin asking if they won immediately then that's surely got to be motivation for the bills playing and destroying the patriots this week so Fingers crossed that will happen and um, we won't at least, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say at least we won't see the Patriots in playoffs, but if all of them lose, then uh, who knows? Um, There's a chance we will see quickly... Bill's, Pat- Bill's Patriots two weeks in a row, by the way. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Both, like, both I would like that. Auto, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, there you go. The Bills will have the bye week that week instead, so it'll be all right. <laughs> um, next up is Jets minus one at the Dolphins. Uh, 38.5 is the total there. Um, yeah, tough one. This one, obviously, Jets have fallen off a cliff. Um, with recent QB changes showing all their desperation, and they know they've got a very good defense. Um, and they know they haven't got a QB, so they've been struggling on that side of the ball. Um, I assume it's Mike White this week. 
Uh, it doesn't really matter that much. Um, we know for the Dolphins, it's probably going to be Skylar Thompson because Teddy apparently can't throw a ball at the moment with his finger injury. So that side of the ball isn't exactly fun to watch either. Um, Skylar would... I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about Skylar Thompson a bit more. I, I don't know enough about him. I know that he played earlier in the season and from the stat sheet didn't look terrible. But yeah, I, I think under 38.5 would be the lean on this one just because the Jets' offense is terrible and the Dolphins' offense is obviously hampered with its QB play for this week as well. So despite the fact that the Dolphins need to win, I know that Jack is very pessimistic over that one. Um <laughs> I just, yeah, I think it's going to be a boring game, really. So under 38 would be my bet. Jack is definitely the more realistic or pessimistic Dolphins fan on the pod, for sure. He's, <laughs> he's been burnt a few times. Um, yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't bet this in real life, to be honest. But I think the Jets are going to win, if I had to guess, just because I think Skyler's worse than Mike White would be the only thing I would say. Um, I'd almost be tempted just to play Teddy if he can't throw and just run it with him and just run the ball and just sweeps to Tyreek the whole game, sweeps to Jalen Waddle the other side and just run, run, run. But yeah, we'll see. I think Jets' defense is just the best unit on the field with all the quarterback injuries. Um, so I'd probably lean to the Jets. But I do think the under's probably the best bet. I might even kind of wussy out and raise the total to 40, 42 and a half or something on alternative spread just in case Tyreek goes nuts. But as a Chiefs fan, I don't fancy seeing Tyreek in the playoffs, so I probably will cheer on the Jets. Sorry, guys. Yeah, look, as a, as a pessimistic Dolphin fan or as a realistic one, I just, I don't know, I just have a feeling I'm just going to lose this game. Um, I think if Bridgewater plays, Dolphins have a chance, but I think what defines Skyler Thompson is the fourth quarter, uh, I think it was like a fourth and it's like a fourth and 15 or something, and instead of just chucking the ball down the field, um, there's like maybe three minutes left, he threw it short and I think most of it ran out of bounds for like four yards I just turned off the TV I was like I can't actually watch this anymore um, yeah look uh, the Dolphins have just caused so much like stress or whatever all season it's just meant to be they don't, don't win this game don't make the playoffs and um, even if they do win this game they could end up getting absolutely hockeyed with uh, Thompson or whatever maybe against the Chiefs or against the Bills that being said if they do win this game and Tua plays when you've seen how he, how he played against the Bills two or three weeks ago, I'd give them a fighting chance. So, look, if I was back at them, it'd probably be the unders. Um, I'm going to stay away because I'm pessimistic and I'd usually be the type to back against the Dolphins as opposed to backing them. Um, but yeah, look, the only play I'd be doing in this is the unders. And if Bridgewater is playing, I will be slightly more confident, but still not confident at all. I'll let, uh, I'll let Callum take uh, take all the confidence from the Dolphins uh, out of me and he can, he can crack on. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say what I was going to say now that Liam's tried to bully me out of being positive. Um, no, you've got to be positive. I don't, think, I don't think I've been unrealistic about the Dolphins at all this year. I've definitely been more optimistic than Jack, but I don't think I've been optimistic. <laughs> you never heard me once say that we were a Super Bowl contender. You never heard me once say that we should win the division. I got excited at 3-0. Oh, absolutely, I got excited at 3 And I've been let down by the Dolphins, as Jack said. <laughs> You know, I've been quote unquote a Dolphins fan for basically 15 years now, and we've been to the playoffs once. We know what this is like. Uh, this basically exactly happened last year, except in reverse, where we started terribly, went on a really good run, and then bottled it at the end. This year, we started really well, bottled it at the end, and we'll see if we actually get in or not. Um, Dolphins to win, obviously. I'm not going to do anything else. Like Dolphins money line for sure. I have to believe in them. Uh, I disagree with Liam. 
best uh, unit on the field is the Jets defense. I actually think it might be the Dolphins defense overall, to be completely frank. Um, and if we stay away from Source Gardner and run the ball, which is surely all Mike McDaniel has been trying to do this weekend, why not? Why not win the game with the run? How good was it? Everyone talks about a 49ers run game. That's Mike McDaniel, not Kyle Fran. That's Mike McDaniel, okay? So run the ball. Mostert and Jeff Wilson, two-headed monster. We're at home with our limited number of fans. Let's go win the game for sure. The Bills will do us a favor. If it's going to be eight, if it, uh, the best way this weekend could finish, eight playoff teams and the Patriots are number nine. That would be perfect. That would be absolutely <laughs> perfect. So trust in Skyler. The only real reason I have any positivity, and I agree with Jack about Skyler's looked not great at times so far this year. This week has been entirely built with Skyler as the starter. There's been no confusion. He's not to a game halfway through when they were scheming for Teddy. All week they've known it's Skyler, it's Skyler, it's Skyler. How do we find a way to win the game with Skyler? I trust Mike McDaniel and his coaching staff. They are the best thing about the Dolphins organization right now. So, yeah, believe in them. With the wide receivers we have, if you get to them in four yards of square space, they can take it on every play. It can happen. So as much as, you know, we're joking about, you know, Liam saying he doesn't want to see Tyreek in the playoffs, I would love to see the Chiefs in the playoffs. I would love to see that revenge game. Even if we get killed, we're in the playoffs playing against the Chiefs, which is more than I could say for the last 15 years as a fan. So win this game. Who cares what happens after that? Once you're in the dance, anything can happen. And if there's a player out there who's likely to go back to where he came from and stick it to them, it is Tyreek Hill. So let's see. But yeah, beat the Jets. I, I, we can beat the Jets. I feel like a Dolphins fan after that empowered speech. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't know what to. Didn't know how to um, to go on from that one. So I was just going to give it a minute of uh, a few minutes of si- a few moments of silence. But uh, yeah, it's uh, go on Dolphins. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd much rather see the Dolphins than the Patriots and the Steelers for obvious reasons. So. Yeah, I'm I'm a Dolphins fan this weekend, um, and I yeah, they're they're a lot more fun to watch than the other two teams. So I'll uh, I definitely pick that side of it. So fingers crossed, we will uh, see a Dolphins win and a Patriots loss, and we'll all get what we want. And if there is eight teams, let's hope the Titans win and then the Jags get in as uh, the eighth seed, <laughs> and the Patriots and the Steelers are looking in. Uh, okay, next up, a game that's not quite as important: uh, Bucks plus four at Falcons. Uh, total of 40.5. Obviously, the Bucks locked up the NFC South and the four seed, and they may well go in with a losing record, I think. I think they're 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, So they could well go into the playoffs with a losing record and a lot if they lose here, which they won't really care about because they're in the playoffs. So all they need to do is get through now. Uh, they have been saying that they will play the starters in this game. I'm not sure how true that is. Uh, the bookies obviously don't think that's true because the Bucks are Fairly big underdogs against a poor Falcons team. Um, not much, not much really to talk about this one. Uh, Tyler Algier is, uh, I think, he's leading rookies um, for rushing yards this year after a very good second half of the season. So I'd like him to finish off strong. He, I took him in quite a few dynasty drafts, so it'd be good if he shows a little bit more for the future. And um, yeah, I, again, another stay away. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's a game that's too unpredictable for me, so I won't be doing anything on it. Yeah, I do find it crazy that Tom Brady's going to play this game. 
that just does. Uh, I don't know how come how old he is now. It feels like he's twenty one, but forty five years old, whatever it is. I don't understand why you'd play him, but he is going to play the game, um, which is which is crazy to me. But yeah, I'll probably put the bucks in the teaser and get them past the ten. Um, so yeah, I, I'll probably do that and put them with something else. We'll talk about the other game that maybe I'll pair it with in a bit. But yeah, I'm not going to bet the total or the the, the normal spread in in this one because I just don't understand why they're playing. I'm also Callum will hate this as a fantasy expert. I'm in a league where this weekend is the fantasy final. They they did it. They arranged it incorrectly. A 32 team league. I have I have big. I have Nathan Peterman now playing quarterbacks. Justin Fields is out. And Algier and Pacheco are my running backs. So I need to win the fantasy playoffs with those two players. So I'm hoping for 200 rushing yards from uh, Algier this weekend. <laughs> yeah, this is like a this is like a preseason game. Um, look, I suppose the books. Maybe the first quarter they might play the starters, but I can I highly doubt they'll play them for the, for the for all four. Um, look, they're playing for nothing. Uh, I suppose the Falcons at least want to instill some type of hope into their fans. Uh, Ritter's playing a quarterback, and maybe he's the future of the, of the franchise. Who knows? Um, there's rumors on Twitter that Mariota's already quit on the team; that he's not like engaged in meetings or any of that stuff. So I presume he'll be gone in the in the off season. Um, look, it's it's a nothing game. There's this is the thing about the last last weekend in the NFL. Some of the games are absolutely massive, and other ones mean nothing. So uh, it's hard to bet on these. It's yeah, as I said, like it's literally like a preseason game. I'd probably stay away. But if I was to do anything, it might be the unders because I expect second string box players to be out there and not really trying just more getting the game over and done with. So uh, it's probably a stay away for me. I think I might go over just because like. What have you got to lose? Throw the ball. No one, no one cares. There's nothing about this game whatsoever. Um, I could see Desmond Ritter trying to put a show on to try and show that he's, you know, can be the future for the Falcons and the Buccaneers have no real reason to defend, right? It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this game will be on red zone for all of every touchdown and never other than besides that, basically. So you'll see very little of this. Um, if I had to pick a side... Probably just out of respect, respect, I'd lean towards the Bucks plus four, but not one that I'm particularly interested in whatsoever. We'll quickly move on from that one. And uh, another one that probably won't be the most fun game on earth to watch is Cardinals plus 14. At the 49ers, total of 40.5. Um, 49ers obviously will know where or what they need to do, essentially, with the Vikings earlier. Uh, they are playing at the same time as the Eagles in this one, so... Um, I think we were saying if Eagles lose and the 49ers could sneak the one seed uh, due to the triple head-to-head, depending what happens with the Vikings game. Uh, I think that was correct from uh, what Liam was saying earlier. Um, so they might might be able to put something out there, but the Cardinals have announced that um, New Hopkins is out. Uh, I think they said that Colt McCoy is out again, and so it's another David Blau game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can see why it's plus 14. But then again, the 49ers will probably take the chance to rest some of their stars. I know McCaffrey's been banged up a lot since he came into the team. He was fantastic last week from by all reports. But he probably won't need to be this week. And Elijah Mitchell has been activated from IR. So hes uh, I don't know if he'll be back for this one, but he'll at least be able to get some practice in this week. Um, all of this basically to say I'd take Cardinals plus 14 if I was having to bet on this game. Um, I don't, don't think the 49ers need to blow them away. They could just win 10-0 and then uh, Cardinals cover the spread. 
And uh, I guess under 40 is where I'm going, actually. Under 40.5 is probably the more sensible bet, um, but probably not going to be a thriller. The one week that me and Adam both picked the Cardinals and, it's, and Kyle is out. <laughs> yeah. In a pointless um, game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm probably more like to, I'm probably going to do some ridiculous teasers this week. So I'm probably going to have these guys at 21. I think on Sky, you can cheese into 24 and a half. So I might do that for a laugh as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of the total, that's probably the best bet under. Um, I just don't. I have no idea what the 49ers are going to do. Obviously, they're playing the same time as the Eagles, which is why they've done this. And if at half time the Eagles are winning, by three scores, then the 49ers aren't going to play their starters in the second half. They're one of the most injured teams every year, so I just don't see... If they play their starters into the fourth in a game that doesn't mean anything at that point, and they get more injuries, then it's just more for them. So I think they're probably going to rest people. So yeah, I think the under is probably the uh, the best bet, and uh, we'll see what happens at quarterback for the Cardinals, see if David Blau runs, uh, runs all over the 49ers' defence. Uh, yeah, this game is probably not, I'm not going to touch the spread or the total, but it's probably one of them games that you might have looked at in play, 365 do uh, anytime touchdown scores, and I presume McCaffrey won't play this game, um, you might get the backup uh, 49ers running back, I think it's Mason, I think he scored a touchdown last week, you might get him in play, you might get like 6 or 7 to 1 on him, you wouldn't know, or maybe 11 to 2 roughly, so that'd be probably something I'd get into, um, I don't even know if the 49ers will even want to win this game. Like if you get the second seed or the third seed, would you rather play against Aaron Rodgers? Or would you rather play against Daniel Jones? Uh, I know who I'd rather play against anyway. So <laughs> it's hard to know. It's hard to know what incentives the Four Niners are going to have to even win this game. But I expect them to probably win regardless, just because the Cardinals are so bad. But uh, yeah, look, I won't be touching either side, and I might have a look at some of the in-play t- anytime touchdown scores while I'm uh, taking a break from watching the Dolphins lose. Uh, or are they on actually later than? No, they're on later than the Dolphins. Never mind. So I'll go. yeah. <laughs> you'll be popping pain while watching this game is what I'm saying that's what I meant to say yeah um, uh, yeah I mean it's funny because like I don't have any confidence taking the Cardinals here whatsoever after you know <laughs> riding them all year um, by far and away the most unlucky team in the league uh, with injuries <laughs> by far and away um, the Dolphins obviously with the quarterback issues they've had but the Cardinals have not had their healthy offense together for one snap all year um, obviously, the, the Hopkins suspension was part of that, and then injuries have played a role. Um, I'm just really sad because I just think there's a lot of players on this team who are absolutely playoff caliber players who really should be um, in the dance, shall we say. Uh, as far as this goes, hard to really care. Probably take Cardinals plus 14 because I'm not going to cheer for the Niners. Um, but... You know, I fully expect the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury to come back next year with a vengeance and uh, win the division next year. Sean Payton's going to win the division next year. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Multiple first-round picks to get Sean Payton and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, could uh, could well be Cliff Kingsbury's last game. So you've got to expect he's going to be able to... He's, he's going to be at least giving it his all. Uh, yeah, who knows? Um, another 14-point spread is uh, Giants plus 14 at the Eagles. Uh, total of 43 there. Uh, Brian Dable has said that he's going to do what's best for his team. So, to me, that sounds like rest Daniel Jones and rest Saquon Barkley. But we won't know until game time, frankly. So, we'll see. I uh, saw earlier that Kenny Galladay needs uh, just 76 touchdowns or 76 receptions to uh, earn a $750,000 bonus this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it's not uh, 700 he, touchdowns because that'd be a bad agent if he did a contract with 700 touchdowns. I think it might be 76 re- receptions. Yeah, it was uh, uh, something uh, 
something hilarious like that. So yeah, take take him in PPR if you're going to uh, put a, a DraftKings roster together this week. Um, yeah, he despite him being possibly the worst signing in free agent history, uh, the Giants have done very well to get to the playoffs. Obviously, started the season really well. Had a stumble, and then Saquon's looked a lot better in recent weeks. And obviously, Daniel Jones threw two and rushed two last week. But this game, probably going to be irrelevant. Uh, Jalen Hurts should be back for the Eagles, and they need to win to secure the one seed, to lock up the NFC East, and I fully expect them to do that. Um, I couldn't take the Eagles minus 14, though, so I would be leaning to the Giants plus 14, regardless of team status or... As Liam's probably going to tell us, take them plus 21 and a half or uh, whatever with his uh, crazy <laughs> teaser bets, uh, which, frankly, it's probably the best thing to do. Um, so, yeah, no, nothing for me on this one, but would lean to the Giants. Yeah, I would lean to the Giants as well. I didn't know that he made that comment, actually, about the I'll do what's best for the team because after the game last Sunday, when they clinched, they said, are you going to rest players? And he said, no, I'm not going to rest players. That's not how we play. So, that was kind of before the podcast recorded. I said that I thought the Cowboys were going to win the division because I thought the Giants were going to play their starters. But if they're not going to play their starters, then I might rescind that comment. But uh, yeah, I'll probably go Giants plus 14, and I'm probably going to look at Giants first half. It might be plus seven and a half if the line's 14. Because um, they do play any starters, it'll only be for the first half. They're not If they do want to give some, them some snaps, it'll be the first half, and then they'll they'll probably come out. So I'll probably go Giants. First half Giants for the for the game. Eagles really need to win this. Um, I don't know if anybody knows who's playing quarterback, but uh, I still like Minchu. But um, I might be more worried if it's Hurts because he hasn't thrown a ball hardly in three weeks. But um, yeah, we'll see. But Giants plus fourteen for me. Um, yeah, it's hard to bet on this game considering you don't know what the Giants are going to do regarding starters. Uh, there's a fellow on Twitter called Sam Vetri. He goes, we were on about props uh, earlier on. He goes, he went through, um, he did like a thread earlier on uh, this week, basically saying like what players need to get certain incentives. And he had uh, AJ Brown, I think, needs 99 yards to get 1500 or something like that. And he stated earlier on the season that was his aim was 1500 yards. So look, I'd assume he's going to have a big game. Might do one of them, Paddy Power. They do like the um, what odds paddies and they usually have the number one wide receiver for each team to have maybe like 100 yards and a touchdown so you might get something like maybe three to one or seven to two that'd be probably what i do when it comes to aj brown in this game but uh when it comes to e- either side of the total i'd probably stay away yeah really hard on this one you know i, I like gardner Minshew a lot but obviously his performance against the cowboys was a lot better than his performance against the saints um i do think the eagles will find a way to win the game I, I I really can't imagine after all they've been through not going to be the number one seed. Um, the Giants, as much as Dable, you know, likes to give off the gruff exterior, I do think he's sensible enough to know that they don't really gain much uh, from winning this. So, yeah, I'll take the Eagles to win the game, but probably the Giants plus 14 just because I don't see Gardner Minshew blowing anybody out. Yeah, I... Um... I quite like Minshew, but obviously after the last game, it's uh, put me off a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, as I say, I, I got that quote from the Gridiron uh, UK uh, Twitter feed. That I had a quick search while we were talking before. And they, that's a quote from Dables saying, regards to rest of players, we'll do what's best for the team. So we, we'll see what happens with it. But obviously keep following the beat reporters, keep following Rapsheet and Schefter and people like that and keep an eye on all the news that's coming out over the next few days before placing any bets or if you want to try and get in early then do 
obviously with this big spread, it seems very likely that the bookies are expecting the Eagles to, uh, the Giants to rest players. And obviously they don't have a whole lot riding on it. So it would make sense, but it is a big spread. And with the unknowns of QB, then it is one probably to stay away from on that side. Uh, the Cowboys are minus seven at the Commanders uh, with a total of 41. Uh, the Cowboys theoretically have a chance, to, well, not theoretically, they do have a chance to win the NFC East um, with a win here. Uh, the Commanders are starting Sam Howell, uh, the rookie QB who hasn't had a chance this year. Um, I didn't know about the Ron Rivera comments uh, until I listened to it around the NFL podcast where they asked him about um, being out of contention and he apparently alluded to the fact he wasn't aware of that. So that's uh, quite shocking coaching if he re- honestly wasn't aware that they needed to win last week. Um, but yeah, they obviously didn't do very well with Carson Wentz. The Tyler, Taylor Heineke wasn't great, but he was at least getting wins for the team. And now they're out of contention. They're going to see what they've got in the rookie QB. Uh, the Cowboys will probably want to still win. Uh, obviously, as I say, they've got a chance of getting the NFC East and um, pushing, making a push for the one seed. Although I don't think they can, um, but yeah, uh, they they could win the NFC East. It'll be the first team to retain the NFC East for 16 years, but it's very unlikely. So I would be taking the Cowboys minus seven, um, and yeah, they, they are by far the better team. I don't really need to see much more than that. Antonio Gibson's gone on IR for the Commanders. I'll just mention that one quickly, but yeah, it is Cowboys minus seven or nothing for me. Yeah, same. I nearly had them as my best bet. I just think. There's just a chance that the second half doesn't mean anything and then they might sit people in the fourth and it could end up being they're up by 17 and all of a sudden they only win by three or something like that. So, um, But yeah, they are the best bet. They're the best better team. Um, the offense has been amazing for the last five or six weeks. Uh, Dak gets a lot of criticism. I don't know why, but he seems to get a lot. Um, and he's playing really, really well. So yeah, I think Cowboys are the bet. Um, I'd probably go over, but on the total, but I think some of that might be that Sam Howell might throw a pick, pick six to, to Diggs. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think Cowboys are going to win this game and they're going to try. They can still win the one seed, but they do need the 49ers to lose to David Blau. So <laughs> unlikely, but um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, Cowboys minus seven is the best bet for me in this one. Cowboys minus seven. Exactly same with me. Can't back Anthony uh, Commanders with Sam Howell. Like, know nothing about him. Um, to be honest, I expect the commanders to be in the quarterback uh, market in the in the offseason. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe try and get someone like Derek Carr or some quarterback because I think Wenson Heineke is uh, basically done. Um, don't know, you're not going to win anything with, with either of them a quarterback. Uh, look, Sam Howell, he, he could be whatever, a formidable quarterback, but I just think the Cowboys are raring to go. Look, as you said, they can still play for the, for the, uh, for the division and uh, the commanders players are probably Absolutely fried after, look, I suppose they had such a big chance of getting into the playoffs and this game left and they haven't even got a mathematical chance of even getting in now. So I say they've kind of opted out. And as Adam said earlier on, when you see Ron Rivera, I actually thought he was being sarcastic. And then the comments under were saying, no, he actually genuinely didn't know. I suppose we don't know if that for sure, but it looks like he actually didn't know. It'd be very easy for the players to just be like, look, we're on holidays and in three days' time, we really couldn't care less how this game goes. So I would lean towards the Cowboys when seven years old. Yeah, no way I'm going to take anyone other than the Cowboys in this game. The Commanders are just bad. And, you know, that, that entire quarterback room is, is a joke, really. Um, no disrespect to Taylor Heineke, who's the best of a bad bunch, but not for me. Um, Cowboys easily. And, yeah, I just will, they will be trying to put as much pressure as possible 
on the Eagles. And I feel like if the Cowboys could build an early lead, they might be they might be trying to come out of the gates really quickly and try and get ahead, try and have word filter through to Philadelphia that they are winning and that the Cowboys, you know, are not going to let them just take the division without a fight. So, yeah, I think Mike McCarthy, I'd be trying to come out absolutely swinging immediately. Um, and, yeah, I, I find it hard to go with anything other than Cowboys minus seven. I guess there's a bit of correlation for the Eagles then. So maybe um, kind of keep an eye in play and depending on both the games, you can probably bet accordingly. If Cowboys are winning, then bet on the Eagles in play. If the Eagles are winning, bet on the Cowboys in play and just kind of correlate it from that, I guess. And they'll obviously know what's going on. Well, I say obviously, obviously with the Rivera stuff last week, maybe the coaches don't know. Um, <laughs> but I would imagine the coaches of the Eagles and the Cowboys will know what's going on in the in the opposite games. Um, Chargers, sorry, Liam, uh, Callum. Uh, there's breaking from Rob Mardi, who is the AP lead NFL writer, who says the NFL will not resume the Bills Bengals game. Two people familiar with this isn't told me. So um, that game is not being played, and that changes a lot. Yeah. Um, have they said it's just no contest then, or is it going to be a tie? No, con- no context of that, just said it won't be played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, no real surprise, that's the right, I guess. I think that's the right decision for the players, isn't it, mentally? I know these two teams could actually play again, but with a no contest, unless the Bills lose, I think, and the Bengals win, the game would be in Buffalo. So they won't have to go to the same stadium and have the same feelings. So I think not playing it is probably best for the players for those two teams. I, I think the players will not care as well. <laughs> With uh, the severity of what happened, I think they'll just be happy just to move on, essentially, and um, yeah, just uh, pray for pray for Amlin, who, as we've said, seems to be on the right path. Um, yeah, uh, Chargers plus two and a half at Broncos uh, with a forty-point total. Uh, the Chargers can move up their seeding, which will give them a game against the Jaguars instead of probably the Bengals, which. Would be good for them. It'd be bad for the league. I think most people want to see Herbert versus Burrow, but Herbert versus Lawrence, not that bad either. Um, so I'd imagine they're going to come out and try and win this one. And only being two and a half point underdogs. Yeah, they're two and a half point underdogs against the Broncos. That's um, I get. After, I'm. I assumed they were two and a half point favourites after. Um, but yeah, checking that and seeing it was two and a half point underdogs, I I'd have, I'd have to take the Chargers plus two and a half. Uh, the Broncos obviously have shown a tiny bit of life recently, but they're not very good. Um, and the Chargers should win, I believe. Uh, yeah, so the, they are the fifth seed at the moment. That's why. So basically, they've got a better oh, conference really? record than the Ravens. So they are the five seed. So they won't want to drop mm. to the sixth seed and play okay. the Bengals, Bills, or Chiefs better on. Yeah. this weekend so and they've also put the bill the bengals ravens game for some reason they put it at 1 p.m so that's the reason for the spread staley basically said if the bengals win we're the five seed so i won't play any of my stars so okay. again i think it's going to be one of them that it depends you can correlate your bets if you think the bengals are going to win then you should probably bet broncos bengals together because the, then the charge is going to rest all the players so for me i think the game is just to stay away because you have no idea who's going to play um I'll probably do some ridiculous teaser as we as the theme of the show, and it'll be Broncos probably plus six maybe. Um, but yeah, I'll probably stay away from these because you have no idea who's going to play. The Chargers have been one of the most injured teams all year, so if they can rest their players, they're going to do it. So yeah, I'll stay away from this one. 
uh, I think it's a big, big opportunity here. Um, coming being the fifth seed and the sixth seed is a big difference. Like playing against the Jags or the Titans. Look, I know we said the Jags, obviously, if Trevor Lawrence, but they're not in the same caliber as the Bengals or the Bills or whoever. I don't think the Chiefs dropped down to three. I don't even know if they can, but yeah, look, I think it's a big difference. So I think it's a big opportunity. Maybe the likes of Paddy Power and them will understand the correlation between, you know, the Chargers actually caring about the game or not, but the other game being on. But uh, maybe the likes of Sporting better than other kind of smaller bookies. Maybe they'll take advantage of it if you see maybe the Ravens winning or whatever and then getting on the Chargers, uh, something like that. But um, that's probably the only thing I'd probably lean that way. That way. Uh, as Adam said, like I, I am actually shocked that the Chargers were underdogs, but it all makes sense now and you see how the other game affects it. So, yeah, that's probably the only angle I'd look at, probably some in-play. But uh, when it comes to pre-game, probably won't be touching it. Yeah, hard to really know where to go with this one. Uh, I, I am surprised to see the Chargers as underdogs, like you said, when they're trying to win to stay in that seed. So, um, yeah, I'd be leaning Chargers for sure. As much better as Russell Wilson has looked a week. Um, still hard to trust the Broncos right now with everything that's happened this year. So, um, Chargers all the way for me as far as I'm concerned. I think that's all we need to say on that one. And then closing out the NFL season for 2022-23, Lions plus four and a half out of the Packers, um, total of 49. Packers winning in. The Lions need to rely on the Seahawks losing, as uh, we obviously want to happen. And that will make this game a hell of a lot more exciting. Um, I think all of us want to see the Lions in the playoffs. Obviously, I have vested interest with my dislike of uh, Mr. Rogers at quarterback for the Packers. I would very much like the Lions to be in. They are a very fun team to watch. So they are definitely the way I'm leaning. Um, even if they find they are out of the running, Dan Campbell's the type of coach that I think will go, no, we, we're going to want to stop our divisional rivals getting in. We want to stop the Packers getting in. We want to finish the season um, with a winning record. Are they 8-8 eight and eight as well? Um yeah, they're eight and eight. So for the Lions to go have a winning record, it must be the first time in five or six years that they'd have, we would have achieved that. And for Dan Campbell, that'd be huge. For the team, it'd be huge. They're a very young team, and if they can take a little bit of momentum into the into the off season where they've got quite a lot of picks up high and they've got a lot of cash to spend, they can push on to next year. Um, the Packers obviously have found something. Strangely enough, like who would have thought that giving it to AJ Dillon would be would be a good idea? Like. Uh, uh, obviously, the weather's got colder, and they've decided to lean on the run game. And Dylan scored five and six, uh, five and four games, or something ridiculous. Um, turns out that's that's a sensible thing to do. Um, Aaron Rodgers obviously has played better. He's finding his receivers more. Christian Watson's emergence has been big for them. He only had one reception last week, playing injured, but they didn't need to do it against the fraudulent Vikings team, which we all knew about. Um, yeah, the. It's a really tough one, betting-wise. I don't think I would do anything um, on this one. I want to lean to the Lions getting the points. I think they could well win outright. But it all depends on what happens earlier in the, in the day. So keep an eye on the Seahawks game. And if the Seahawks win, probably take the Packers before the line moves. If the Seahawks lose, probably take the Lions before the line moves because I'd imagine it will move towards them. So... That's it for me on that one is keep an eye on the news and move as quick as you can to get bets on. Um, obviously, if it seems like it's over by half time, then keep an eye on the spread and see whether it moves. Yeah, the spread's tricky on here because I, 
my heart is going to say Lions plus four and a half because I want the Lions to win. I want the Lions to win the Super Bowl for sure. Um, James Williams is like my favourite player from that draft class. Obviously, he's back now playing. Um, Jamal Williams, everyone loves Jamal Williams. I've kind of always liked Jared Goff, I think, more than the average fan. But um, And Dan Campbell's a knee biter, so we all want him in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm probably going to stay away just because I want Lions to get in. Um, I do think it's going to fly over 49, though. The Lions score loads of points. Um, Rogers is playing well, unfortunately for Adam, who is the Rogers hater. Um, and the run game's better now. The defense is better, but still can't defend the run. So we know the Lions can run the ball. The Lions defense is good up front, but terrible in the secondary. So there'll probably be some big plays for Christian Watson. Um, I don't know if Randall Cobb's going to play, people like that. But yeah, there'll be some big plays out there. So yeah, I'll probably go over. Uh, and then the only one, uh, thing I wanted to mention was going back to similar to what Jack said earlier about incentives. Um, Khalif Raymond, who plays for the Lions, he he needs like 50 yards to win 250 grand extra in his contract. And his line is normally 38, or it was last week, 38 and a half. So I'm probably going to bet his over and I'm going to bet his longest reception because he only catches bombs. He does not catch anything under like 20 yards. So um, that would just one little extra thing I do because I think if the Lions can't make the playoffs, they will just throw to him because... Why not? We want to make our friend 250 grand. It's good for the locker room. So they'll probably do that. And just going back to what you said about Dan Gamble, I almost think if the Seahawks win, the Lions will be more aggressive and more likely to win. Because I just think he'll just go for it on fourth down because he wants to beat the Packers. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun game regardless. But hopefully it means uh, a, a true winning in is what we all want. Yeah. And it's going to be weird. All the public are going to be up for Baker Mayfield earlier on, uh, beating, the, um, beating the Seahawks. But, uh even a lot of people that hate him. Uh, I personally don't mind him, but uh, I'll definitely be definitely supporting him earlier on the day. Uh, there's another, I don't know if you can actually, well, you probably can bet on this any time, but it's probably not as good as the Khalif Raymond bet you just said. But uh, Jamal Williams, I think, is one touchdown off Barry Sanders' record for the Lions of touchdowns. And he's mentioned, I think he said, oh, there's a tweet from that guy that I was on about earlier on the podcast. He said something like, uh, Jamal Williams said earlier on the season, I'm coming for you, Barry Sanders, or some some waffle like that. But I'm sure with with one game to go, and if there's if the ball is on the two or three yard line, there's only one man's going to be taking it in. So that might be something else that might get on. Um, uh, look, as I said, obviously the Lions, if if the Seahawks lose, is obviously a massive incentive trying to get into the playoffs. But Dan Campbell is the type of head coach that, like, he's a rah rah kind of kind of head coach. They manage to get them up regardless. He loves to to knock out the the Packers, like so. I'll probably end up staying away from it when it comes to the line or the total, but definitely some of them uh, reception props and Jamal Williams, I touch on score. That's probably what I'd lean towards because it's, it's a standalone game. I'll obviously have to put a bet on it because I've a gambling addiction, but uh, bear that, I probably wouldn't be touching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please bet responsibly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I so the only thing that goes against what Liam said about the over is that Jared Goff's home and road split was pronounced as any quarterback in the league I've ever seen. Um, I nice Adam, I appreciate that. I, I very much do like you know, you know, I love the Lions and I, I will absolutely be taking Lions plus 4.5, not necessarily money line. I've seen this movie too many times before, and friends of mine who are Lions fans have basically said this is all comes down to. This is our final chance to kill the boogeyman. Um, so I just want it to matter. I just want it to mean something. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed that Baker can do the job earlier in the day and that this becomes a pure winning in. 
we'll see if we'll see if the Lions can pull it off. But yeah, I mean, Lions plus four point five and and the over just fun. I think is is the play for sure. Adam, you've won your yeah, uh, AJ uh, Dillon bet now, haven't you? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that uh, that was. I was I was going to say terrifying. It was it was a stress. It was a sweat for much of the season after getting one in the first game or second game and then getting nothing for 13 weeks it was uh yeah it was not a fun way although i always had hope that it would, it would happen in the winter um i had a choice between over five and a half on aj dillon or over five and a half on aaron jones and it turns out i made the right move there so i feel vindicated in my opinion on that one um but yeah the lions v packers hopefully a very fun game hopefully a very fun way to end out the NFL regular season, uh, and on from there. Um, obviously, playoffs will be the Saturday, Sunday. Well, I say obviously. Usually, playoffs will be the Saturday, Sunday after that. Uh, we will be back from the Thursday again once we know who's going to play who and how it's going to be structured and all that kind of stuff. I'm assuming, as as Callum said, with the good news on Demar Hamlin now, I'd imagine that the news from the league will follow fairly quickly because I think they're probably waiting to see what was going on with that situation. So fingers crossed we'll see soon and get some clarification. It will obviously have to be done before Saturday, so today or tomorrow. And we'll know what the future is for the NFL for this season. Um it's been it's been a fun regular season. I think it's been a very tough one to bet. I know Liam's obviously been smashing it um this year. I think we've all been up and down other than that, frankly. Um but I, I know for me I've I've done well on spreads over recent weeks. So there is there's that positive and going into the postseason, we'll obviously be back for every week of the postseason and through the Super Bowl. And fingers crossed, one of uh, minor Liam's teams will get there because I don't think the other ones will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it should be uh, should be a fun postseason. There's um, a lot a lot of quality teams in the league this year, and yeah, for me, I want the I want the Eagles to get there because I have a lot riding on them um, from pre-season bets i can always i can cash out i mean i can cash out now if i want liam uh, what do you reckon jack will kill you if you cash out we'll find where you live that'll be it. It'll fly over special just to get you yeah never cash out is what, what is what we've learned today folks i i definitely will be leaving at least a couple of weeks before i cash out my eagles tickets um but no, i've made sure i've got a little bit on the 49s i got a little bit on the cowboys so i feel like i'm well covered on the nfc side and i've got tiny bits on uh chiefs and on the Bengals, I, I have a fair bit on the on the bills, to be honest, because all my free bets. So, yeah, we'll uh, look forward to that and look forward to Saturday, Sunday um, this week and the forthcoming weeks. And fingers crossed, some good games for the season. So that's it for me. I am rambling again. We're on an hour and a half. So the longest pod we've pretty much ever done. Uh, yeah. Thank you from Liam. Thank you from Callum. Thank you for Jack. And bye bye for now. Hoo day and th-